Welcome back, y'all, to the Rock and Ramble podcast. You're here with your hosts, Andrea. And Victoria. And today's episode is about none other than scorpions. Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. Come on, come on, come on. Okay. So scorpions are predatory arachnids of the order Scorpionis. They have eight legs and like, are easily recognized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're actually talking about the band, the scorpions. No, um, I wanted to. <laughs> I fucking hate scorpions. <laughs> no, I've never been stung by a scorpion. Uh, knock on wood. But uh, I have had some close calls because you and I grew up in the country. Not in the country, but like in, in hill country. country. <laughs> we yes. grew up in the country. Yes. No, we grew up in the hill country and there were scorpions fighting everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like it was not mm-hmm. uncommon to just wake up and find one in your bed, which is exactly what happened to me because I used to, I don't know if you remember, I, I got rid of my bed frame when I was in high school. <laughs> and so <laughs> I only had like a box spring and my mattress on the ground. And that was largely in part because uh, my dachshund Spud, he couldn't jump on my bed anymore and it was bad for his back. And so I just put the bed lower so then he could still sleep with me at night. And so I did that. But one morning I woke up and there was a scorpion in my bed with me and not like one of the members of the band. It was, <laughs> it was an actual <laughs> bug. Oh, my God. It was, it was a uh. bug. Yeah. No, it was not one of the good kind of scorpions. And it freaked me out. Um, but it didn't sting me. I mean, it, it didn't get me. And then another time, I, like, when you live in the hill country, you know not to leave your clothes on the floor if you're going to be wearing them. Because mm. that's where the scorpions go. And I did that. I left my jeans on the floor and I was like, well, I'm going to put these on. And for some reason, I just decided to shake them out right before. And here comes a scorpion crawling out of there. And I was like, ah! And so from then on, I did like a thorough check if I ha- if I was wearing like ground clothes. But Yeah, um, I've, I was stung, stung a few times. Yeah. Um, but at ours, I remember... So one, always your shoes. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I know that leaving your clothes on the floor, but you always had to check your shoes before you put your feet in because there were many times we found scorpions in there. Yeah. And then one thing that freaked me out was um, in my closet, I thought like hung clothes are safe, but no, because <laughs> I remember like, um, I don't know if you remember, but I used to have them kind of organized by like oh, sleeveless yes. to short sleeved or I whatever. Remember, yeah. And I was like, it you was know, moving well things around yeah. and putting something. Various colors of and navy, blue, and gray. And there was a scorpion. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Stripes, polka dots. No, not polka dots. More just stripes. Stripes, yeah. Um, and then there was just this, a huge scorpion curled up in the middle of one of the shirts. And I was like, Ugh! <laughs> and just like, like I don't know. I just panic. And uh, that's also just like me as a person. You just panic. <gasps> but um, no, I've been stung. Also, when I was in bed, um, mm-hmm. it was on my thumb. Um, there was a, ba- a babyish scorpion <gasps> on my thumb. Mm-hmm. And I like pulled my hand out of the blankets to look like something was on me, like it was bothering me, but it didn't sting me yet. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at it and like freaked out is when it stung me Ugh. and hurt like a bitch. But, um, you know, that was it. And then another, this is like the dumbest one, though, was so on our land, we had five acres and so we would clear it. That was like, you go cut down shit and <laughs> if I you we, have to burn she it. Means her. 
Victoria. No, no my, this, my dad was out there for sure with us. And, but that like, was like, you know, what are your chores? Uh, my chores yeah. were like emptying the dishwasher and like cleaning my bathroom. And your chores were like painting the house, like doing, yeah. like making sure there was salt in the water softener oh, and clearing gosh, brush. Yes. And there was yeah. like Mine was 50 a little pound bags of salt. I don't know they're huge but my trunk always had like salt pellets and stuff because I had to go it was my responsibility to go buy them no remember when to buy them I think it was like once a month and so it was like first of the month I gotta do that I gotta clean the air filters (laughs) clear the brush whenever it's like time and so anyway so we're clearing the brush and it's tons of like cedar and just Oh my gosh, just a mess. Yeah. So we would clear, but when we would clear it, we would burn it afterwards. Of course. And yeah. so we're sitting out there and I'm in pants, like pajama pants, because I don't know, I'm just lazy. So I'm in pajama <laughs> pants and whatever. And we're sitting out there like, oh, like so tired. Mm-hmm. And on my knee, there was something like bothering me, which should have thought of that. So <laughs> stupid me. I like slowly roll up my pant leg mm-hmm. to like look in the inside. And it's a scorpion just, like, nestled up. Like, you know how they, like, curl up yeah, when they're not, yeah. like, ready to attack? So smart person would have, like, calmly removed it because it's <laughs> not, like, trying to attack. It's, like, just there. No, I lost it. I screamed and I ran. <laughs> I know ran away the from the scorpion on I your body. I was trying to run and stomp. I was trying to stomp my leg to get it, like, out because I was so scared. <laughs> And you woke like, it up. I don't and think my it. dad. I don't know if anybody knew what was going on. I started screaming and running, and I'm like sprinting and stomping at the same time, <laughs> trying to get inside. Which I don't know what my plan was. It was going to be just like take my pants off as soon as possible. But yeah, before I made it in my house, the scorpion did fall down the pants, but it fell down to my ankle and stung me there instead. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, no, it, was, it hurt so bad. But I was like, why was that my reaction? Like, I don't know. Because you're you. <laughs> yeah, I'm me. So. so, yeah, when I get scared, I just crumple <laughs> up and fall to the ground. And when Victoria gets scared, she runs away. Yeah, I'm the flight. Oh, but, yeah, geez. I don't have good luck with bugs. No. No, bugs are the worst. So let's get to the actual so back to music. <laughs> yeah, let's do let's get to the band so that we can stop talking about bugs. But I couldn't help <laughs> it. I mean, they're named Scorpion, so Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure everybody that is a fan of the Scorpions knows that they are a German rock band. Um, I didn't know this. They were formed in nineteen sixty five. I thought they were kind of later, mm. but no, they mm-hmm. were formed in nineteen sixty five by rhythm guitar. Oh, before I go any further, let me let me just say that I am going to butcher these names, and I don't mean to. I apologize ahead of time. Um, I'm going to do my best with them. Um, but they were formed in 1965 by rhythm guitarist Rudolf Schenker. Schenker. Um, and after playing local venues and moving members in and out of the band for about seven years, they finally started moving forward as a band. So they started in 1965, but they didn't actually release their first album until 1972. So, uh, long time, uh, longer than most of the bands we've, we've talked about so far. Mm -hmm. So from 1972 to 1977, they released five original studio albums. 
Um, the first one, their debut studio album was called Lonesome Crow, and that was released in 1972, and it included Rudolph's younger brother, Michael, who was on lead guitar, and he was only 16 at the time. So it's another Jeez. one of those just, like, Man. really, yeah, and uh, of course they hadn't gotten, like, big or anything at that time, but it's just, like, he's so young, and Rudolph was, like, in his 20s at this time, but being 16 years old and having, like, recording an album, pretty, pretty good. Um <laughs> You know, I, I'm I'm wondering, like, if it's, like, a generational thing that so many people of, like, the people we're talking about started so young mm-hmm. and were able to form, like, you know, s- successful bands, whether it was their first try or not, but, like... Oh, yeah. Ver- compared to, like, now, which I know there are young artists and stuff, but I wonder if it was just, like, you know, as far as, like, oh, when you're bored, you can go outside or you can... Play you know, sit and watch gu- TV, of course, or there's guitar or yeah, drums or, like or instruments. whatever. Versus now, there's so many other options for you to occupy your time, and a lot of people still do choose yeah. instruments. But there's so many more options that probably a lot of young kids are choosing instead. So maybe that has to do has to do with it. I think so. Probably. And a, I mean, this is also at the time where music was kind of taking a turn more in as, as far as like rock and roll. You have mm-hmm. well, like in the 50s, you have like Elvis, and you have um, like, of course, Beatles, Rolling Stones, all those mm-hmm. bands and more. They're just like ex- inspiring. Like, yeah, so exactly. Many that are, yeah, they're like, I want to, I want to be like them. And so I'm going to go get a guitar and that's how I'm going to spend my time. Yeah. Whereas now it's sense. just like, you know, I, I think I'm going to start a YouTube channel or start yeah. a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I do just like, I know a cool dance to this. Yeah, we can't dance, so we're that's why we're doing a podcast. You don't have to see us. (laughs) Yeah, that was our intention. We have a TikTok account, but oh yeah, uh, has not happened yet because we tried one. That's another generational thing, like basically doing karaoke on it. And and, no, it's like lip syncing because you can't even hear us. And just watching that was painful. So I can't imagine if we tried to do like a synchronized dance or. Oh my gosh. We should do the, uh, we should reenact the hot for teacher dance. (laughs) I'm down. I'll try it. I'll I'll get Craig to do the stripping. (laughs) He could be the teacher. (laughs) He's not a teacher anymore though. So that would work. Uh, Okay. Back to. We're really only on like the first paragraph of my notes here. <laughs> so, and I have four pages, y'all. So, hang on. Okay. So, Rudolph's younger brother, Michael, was on lead guitar. He was only 16 at the time. Um, they played a concert with this other band called UFO. And I guess at the end of that tour, UFO asked Michael to come join their band or made him an offer. And he was like, okay. So he went and joined the band. So he left Scorpions and he was replaced by Uli John Roth of the band. <laughs> That's a cute name. I know. His really name, his cool. name, yeah, his name's like Ulrich, Ul- Ulrich von Dichtenstein. <laughs> Or, no, I made that up because that's from. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's not. <laughs> no, the Ulrich von Lichtenstein isn't that from. That's from A Knight's Tale, Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Uli John Roth, he was from the band Dawn Road, and he. So it's kind of confusing how this happened, but when the Scorpion guys and the Dawn Dawn Road guys, these are two different bands, and they kind of merged together to become one band. And 
some guys left, some guys stayed, but they came into this one band and they continued using the name Scorpions because Scorpions were better known in the rock scene in Germany at that mm. time. Um, so as that group, they released an additional four albums. Um, and that was Fly to the Rainbow in 1974, In Trance, 1975, Virgin Killer in 1976, which that one had like a super controversial album cover that we won't really get into, but it was just really okay. well. But, um, and then Taken by Force, 1977. So their most successful years together as a band were from 1978 to 1992. Prior to that, they were getting recognized and they were known around Germany, but it wasn't until 1978 that they really started to take off. And at that mm. time, the members, and this is where I'm going to butcher it, so hang tight. The members at that time were Klaus Meine, Meine um, he was lead vocals, Matthias Jabs, lead guitar, uh, <laughs> he was the one that replaced, he actually replaced Uli John Roth, and who replaced Michael Schenker. Rudolf Schenker is the rhythm guitar, and Rudolf is the one that started the whole band. Then Francis Buchholz, who is... <laughs> I did my best, y'all. Buchholz. No. It's okay. It's B-U-C-H-H-O-L-Z. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say Buchholz. It's Buchholz. Francis, Francis, okay. uh, Francis on bass. He was formerly of Don Road as well. And he left the Scorpions in 1992. And then in 2011, he joined up with Michael Schenker, the brother, to release this album, Temple of Rock. Um, so that's what he did. And then the drums, you had Herman Rarebell. And he also played with Michael and Francis during the Temple of Rock tour in Europe. So. Again, they all just kind of stick together in and out. It's We see that with like pretty much every band who's been mm -hmm. a long-time band. And these guys have been playing forever, like over 50 years. So it's quite insane how, how much goes in and out of it. But the pinnacle of their time as a band together was from 1978 to 1992. So in 1979, they released Love Drive. And Love Drive... <laughs> They have a few albums where the album cover that was original, like the album cover art, it's just like really weird, borderline, just inappropriate. But, um, oh, this one, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one, Love Drive, is another weird one. And basically, this one depicts a well dressed couple sitting in the back of a car. The woman's right boob is like hanging out of her dress, but it has like bubblegum. And the bubblegum is stretched like the out. the nipple is. Yeah, where yeah. the nipple is. And the bubblegum is stretched out, and it's on the man's hand. And it's it's just really weird. But Klaus made a comment on it that I thought was really interesting. And he's, he's like, this was late 70s in Germany. And as we know, like, Europe is, like, very different when it comes to... Mm -hmm sexuality nudity than right. america um yeah. and they were like we didn't realize that it would be a problem because it's just it is mm -hmm. what it is it's not a big deal and also he was like the u.s is the only country that we've toured where they 
like the women flash us. We see boobs all the time in the U.S. <laughs> and yet they're the ones with the the issue. And I just thought that was so funny that... I mean, that makes sense. I know, right? Because I guess other countries are not like, oh, let me show you my boobies. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just the U.S. And so they didn't see the issue with it. So I just thought that was really funny. Um, in 1980, they released their uh, seventh studio album, Animal Magnetism. This one had a couple of uh, pretty good songs on it. The Zoo, which I think you would recognize this one. It was like has like a really hard uh, bass and drum beat. And mm-hmm. it features Matthias Jabs using a talk box. And <laughs> what was really funny about this one is it, it was a really big hit with strippers and frequently used as their stage music because it was so like boom, 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 you know. <laughs> And I didn't immediately recognize the, the title of it, so I listened to it walking back from dropping Nora off at school this morning, my <laughs> six-year-old. So I'm listening to this music, and it is super heavy on the bass and drums, mm-hmm. like I said, and I caught myself, like, walking with, like, a like sway and, like, shaking, <laughs> shaking my hips. Yeah. And so I can definitely see why it was a song of choice for strippers. And then it was so yeah. weird, because, like, out of nowhere, I just started, like, swinging around on this tree, and I was like... This is crazy what this music does to you, right? <laughs> Just kidding, y'all. I, that makes me think of, um, well, I, I know what you're talking about because I listened to a few of their songs earlier today because mm-hmm. I just wanted to, like, you know, re-listen. Yeah. And, um, but it makes me think of, remember when we kind yes. of both yep. collectively fangirled over She's Got the Jack and we were like, yep. she's got the jack and it dun, sounds dun, so cool dun. but it's like not great the jack is actually an std <laughs> an std so but we we're like this is such a cool groove yeah <laughs> and now yeah. i have a son named jack so <laughs> oh yeah sorry <laughs> not named after the std <laughs> oh my poor boy okay um one little thing about the uh the song The Zoo is it, like I said, it featured Matthias Jab using the talk box. And the talk box is that little contraption that musicians would use to vocalize their instruments. It was the one, it had like a tube connected mm-hmm. to it that would go in their mouth and then they would contort their, the sound using their mouth. So it's like, wow, wow, you know. And um, oh. it originates back to the late 1930s, but it really gained notoriety in the 70s from the likes of Stevie Wonder. Uh, David Gilmore, Pink Floyd used it, Jeff Beck, Joe Walsh from the Eagles. And- I was just going to ask if Joe Walsh yes. did that. that uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do it, but and- I was like, that's what it made me think of immediately in Rocky Mountain Way. Most notoriously, cool. Peter Frampton. He was like, wow, oh. wow, 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 yeah. wow, 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 Yeah, he used Aww. it all the time. And he actually came out cool. with his own line, I believe, of talk boxes. And there was like a, yeah, there's a whole thing on it. So I almost went like that's down really a rabbit cool. hole. But yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so eighth studio album came out in 1982. This is where they're really, really starting to find their grooves. Oh, um, sorry. Animal Magnetism also had uh, Lady Starlight on it, which was this really pretty kind of ethereal sounding song ballad um, that I listened to. I hadn't, I don't know if I'd heard it before. Or I didn't really recognize it, but I really liked it. It's really pretty. Um, okay, so Blackout 1982 has No One Like You and Can't Live Without You. And no one like you. I can't wait for the nights with you. Yeah. And this is written about 
Klaus wrote this for his wife, Gabby, because he had spent like so much time away from her being on the road and stuff. And he was just like, there's no one like you. And how we had mentioned like way back in like the first episode, uh, Rock and Ramble, how we mm-hmm. love that uh, oh. John Bon Jovi has been married to his wife for so long. Klaus mm-hmm. and Gabby have been married for like 46 years. And yes, Klaus. I job. know. <laughs> I love it. And then he's writing like these beautiful power ballads for her. I'm just like, oh. Like, Way to rock and remain loyal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if you see him, he is, he's like been described, not by me, but he's been described as like a mousy little guy. Because, <laughs> and he's got like this, he looks the same though. Like from, if you go back and watch their, their music videos in like the 80s and then see him now, he looks exactly <laughs> the same. So, and he wears like the same outfits. So. I mean, he's doing really well, and he sings just impeccable still, which is crazy because he's like 73 or something like that. Um, but he, they're still out there performing. So ninth studio album, Love It for Sting, 1984. This was their most successful album in the U.S. And this one is the one that had Rocky Like a Hurricane, Still Loving You, and Big City Nights. Those mm. were the big city I, I really like that nice. album name, Love It oh. for Sting, like mm-hmm. the incorporation. I, yeah, and that's when cool. it, it had another controversial um, album cover. It was just like this guy and girl like mm-hmm. kind of entwined in each other. And he's like, um, if you see his... It doesn't look that crazy. It's not. It's just, it. it's a little provocative, I guess, for the time. I mean, and so... I looked at the Virgin Killer one. That one's... Yeah, I see that, that one. That, but, um, yeah, that was really bad. This one doesn't seem like... Mm. side boob (laughs) yeah i know yeah this one wasn't so bad but i think it was like walmart that like pulled it and put a different cover on it so um i mean for the time i understand i'm just saying yeah uh so yeah rocky like a hurricane still loving you and still loving you obviously is like one of my very favorite scorpion songs because it's so fucking good (laughs) it's just so good it's one of the ones i could listen to over and over and over Mm -hmm. again and never get tired of it and it is again one of the best rock ballads of all time possibly and this was like they actually did like looked at numbers the government looked at the numbers and they said that this song it came out in 1984 and it was responsible for the baby boom in france in 1985 (laughs) that's hilarious and that was even funnier because craig and kira were born in 1985 (laughs) i was like oh i learned about my in-laws um and also Derek was born in 1985 so Oh. My brother-in-law. Um, and the music video for this one uh, was filmed in Dallas, Texas. So, yeehaw. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Wow. That's kind of yeah. strange for, like, a German well, band to come, you know. Or, I mean, uh, these guys, yeah. Yeah. And what was funny is, uh, so I was talking to my mom about it today, and I'll kind of get into this a little bit more later, but um, she was saying, like, San Antonio in, like, the 80s was, like, the hard rock capital, like, that for yeah. that genre of music that's where you wanted to be that's I, where they were all that playing you say that, i feel like um i had heard that one of my who was it that, because whenever i had brought up this is a long time ago that i had brought up like the ozzy osbourne peen on the alamo thing and i was like that's <laughs> yeah. so weird like here and yeah 
they had said something like San Antonio was really cool for this stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't like ask any more questions and I should have. But, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but so that sounds familiar. I, I wish I could remember who I was talking to. There's yeah. someone older than me by far, but I don't remember who. And both of our parents but. grew up, grew up in San Antonio. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, my mom and then both of your parents, right? Yeah. Grew up in San Antonio. My dad grew up mm-hmm. in New Mexico and then he moved to San Antonio in his 20s. So, I mean, he was still there at the good time. Um, but, um, this is again why I was just like, so, so jealous. And I have to like live vicariously through the stories that my mom tells me. Cause today she was like, oh yeah, I saw the scorpions. I won tickets to see them from kiss FM and mm-hmm. they were like second row at the majestic theater. Whoa. Yeah. And the majestic cool. is tiny. It only holds, it sees yeah. like 2200. And yeah. I was like, you saw Square Bands at the Majestic, like, second? Yeah, and she was like, oh, yeah, I saw so Amy great. Grant at the Majestic. Oh, really? a totally different <laughs> genre, but I am all over the place. But I know that I saw Amy Grant there. Oh, and no. I met Sonny Melendres. Do you remember that old Yeah, DJ Sonny film? Melendres. Yeah, I met, I have a picture oh, with him. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't remember. I, I remember like that curly, name. Curly, curly, curly brown curly hair, hair, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. And you can't anyway. really win tickets like that. Um, so, yeah. oh, she just, that is, this is bizarre, y'all. She can't hear me. She's living in a different house. But she said, I could have sworn I saw, she just texted me. I could have sworn I saw Scorpions at the Majestic. Maybe because we were so, what did she say? Uh, but maybe because we were so close, it felt intimate. And check out the price on the foreigner ticket. Okay, let me look. She kept all her ticket stubs, which is another really cool thing because I do that too. That is cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I kept all mine. Okay, well, she saw when I've been grown up. So it was Scorpions Alice Cooper and it was Alamodome. Let me pull that. Oh, up. yeah, she saw it at the Alamodome. Huge. Saturday, June 8th. Oh, that was Megan's birthday. 1996. So, sorry <laughs> Megan, <laughs> we're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um oh. check out the how much were they? I can't see. So there's like a 50 cent facility fee. Admissions zero dollars. I know. Oh. oh, check out the. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So foreigner. Uh, she paid ten dollars and fifty cents to see foreigner. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's and that was. Uh, the convention center in San Antonio. It doesn't have a date. But what the heck? Now it's like, oh man, who was telling me for uh tickets to go see? like alan jackson were you and i talking about this yeah just to go it's like hundreds of dollars hundreds of dollars just to get like nosebleed seats maybe we didn't because i know he's coming but when i had looked i looked like the day it was announced or not announced Uh but the day the tickets were open and they weren't that bad but maybe they all got bought up and like yeah they're selling yeah i was like it wasn't that bad when i first saw him but (sighs) yeah yeah it sucks Again, just $10.50 to see Foreigner. Seriously. <laughs> but on the tickets here, no cameras or recorders. <laughs> mm. No cameras or recorders. Okay. So let's get back. What were we? <laughs> I know. Um, oh, okay. So we're finishing up Love at First Sting. Big City Nights has a really cool music video. If you want to go back and look at it, it's just like basically a lot of behind the scenes footage. So that's a lot of fun. 
because uh, most of their music videos that I saw were basically just like them on the stage doing their live performance. Mm-hmm. Tenth studio album was Savage Amusement, uh, 1988, had Rhythm of Love on it, but in 1990 they released their 11th album crazy world and this is the one that had wind of change and send me an angel on it yeah yeah um so yeah it's got that iconic whistle intro it became a political icon of a song and we'll talk a little bit more or a lot a bit more about the yeah my kids say a lot of it i there's a lot of things that they say that i've picked up just in my normal everyday conversation mm-hmm. like they say last day mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> cute craig and i talk of, like we'll be like well it happened last year day <laughs> this is bad that's cute um and who body who body was the other one who buddy ever did that <laughs> okay anyway um send me an angel Ooh, i thought this was really cool or not cool but interesting so send me in the send me an angel they're cover art for that single is this angel with the uh, like behind the band you can see this angel with its wings burning and again this was released in 1990 but in 1994 black sabbath released their studio album cross purposes and it featured Mm -hmm. the exact same artwork on the cover and it i was like what and apparently it's like bruno because they don't talk about it like nobody talks about it at all (laughs) So nobody like got no. upset about it either. No, they did. Like they don't. Wow. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what about Oz? and Ozzy had already left the band at the time when that album mm-hmm. came out, and so okay. he wasn't even part of it at the time. But oh, okay. Yeah, I was just like, that's. I mean, that, it seems like that would be a big issue a cover art, deal. but yeah. uh, I guess because it was like a single and not an album cover, maybe oh. versus they it was used as their album cover, but it was like four years later. Anyway. Um, so from 1993 to 2022, they have released another eight albums and they're still out touring. Like I said, they're in their seventies, uh, some of them. And I mean, they're just still going strong. Their current members are still, so you have the guitarist and the vocals stayed the same. So Rudolph and Klaus are still in it. Matthias Jabs, uh, Pavel Masivoda is bass and then mickey d drums <laughs> so, mickey d. good old mcdonald's <laughs> um okay so here we're gonna get into like some fun facts about the band and i i'm sorry if i go on tangents on this but that's the whole point of the podcast no, is rambling. we ramble on yeah. the first thing that i want to note is that the level of talent in this band is evident not only from their musical capabilities but for the pure fact that these guys for the most part were not conversationally fluent in the language language that they were singing these are germans Jeez. singing in english a foreign language to them and they were doing it fucking well like really so well. were they the songwriters yes yeah and sometimes wow, so like so cool. i think it was no one like you was written in german and then it had to be translated to english and so it was like really patchy they had to really fix it but and then it just mm-hmm. makes it all that much better with his voice and his accent it just really knocks it out of the park um and they decided to sing in english for a few different reasons uh one they wanted to play in the united states and build a following there obviously 
Um, if they sing in English, they could generate more notoriety and subsequently more sales around the world. And they also said that the lyrics didn't really work in their native language and it wouldn't have hit at mm. the same level. Cause, like translation and stuff? Yeah. Uh, that and also like German is not the most beautiful language <laughs> to hear. And, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that band is like, do, do host, do host. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, like, maybe it works for that. But when you're singing, like, power ballads, love ballads, like, the beautiful music that they were yeah. making, it wasn't, like, a good time to be like, I'm trying. <laughs> um, not saying there's anything wrong with, with German. I'm actually... My grandma, uh, German was her first language. She didn't speak English until she was, like, uh, school age, I think. But Hmm. it's just not the most beautiful language to sing in. And so they were like, it wouldn't have been the same. We wouldn't have been able Mm -hmm. to produce the music that we did if we sang in German. So that's why. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And during the writing of the Blackout album, which was, again, in 1982... Klaus Meine, he lost his voice and he had to have one or two surgeries to repair his vocal cords, which reminded me of uh, Tom Kiefer and Cinderella, mm-hmm. which we talked about in the first episode. But it was nothing to that level. Like, oh. it was not nearly as scary. They did tell him, like, you might never sing again, which would be very scary. But it was just, like, I think one or two surgeries and then he was back in the band. So he might have missed, like, a little bit of the touring, but he never missed being on an album. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's been on every single Scorpions album. Um, Mm -hmm. Then their 11th studio album, again, Crazy World, was the only album to reach number one in their home country of Germany. And I think, yeah, it was really good that that happened. But I think a lot of that was um, people, like, I guess German people really didn't care for them singing in English. They thought it was, like, disrespectful mm. for this German band to go out there and sing in English. In English, um, yeah. And another thing about that is, like, they did... They wanted to be, like, a, a worldwide known band, like, just everywhere. They And they did. They went and played everywhere. But it's, like, these... When you really break it down and think about it, so they're German singing in a foreign language and say that they're in like Singapore or something like Mm -hmm. they're singing in English and they're not they're still singing to people who don't speak English (laughs) like yeah you know what I mean my mind with even like current music now is like how it goes to all these other countries and they can't like Mm -hmm. speak to the artists or the fan or the fans can't speak to the artists right right fans but they're going to sing every single word. Yes. And yeah. And they're cool. like super into it. And especially, uh, and we'll get into this in a bit, but like Ukra- Ukraine, Russia loved, loved, loved um, Scorpions at that time and probably still do. But um, Wind of Change was written after the band's visit to the Soviet Union. And they had done this um, like peace tour, like music. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shoot. I forget what it was called. But this music peace tour. Um, and that song, when you go back and listen to it, it mentions iconic landmarks in Russia, such as the Moscow River. Um, it's named the same as Moscow, but in the song, it's like, follow the Moscow. Like, Mm -hmm. I always thought it was like, he was speaking, I don't know, 
Spanish or something like follow some of those vamos, words oh. I just um like made noises to yes like yes exactly I the never first... hit me to go look it up but yeah yeah it's follow the musk Moscow which is the river that runs through in Moscow down to Gorky Park mm-hmm. Gorky Park oh you did that really well that sounded nice oh, thank you so much Good I've been job. Gorky <laughs> Park is named after writer Maxim Gorky not Donkey Park like I always saying it. <laughs> down to donkey park <laughs> so it's a little bit better than that um and they reference at the very end of the song they reference a russian instrument the balalaika triangle it's a it's a triangle shaped guitar but he's like um listen to the balalaika play and now every time i hear that it's like my favorite part of the song now cuz i never Never heard that before. Never. Yeah. And now all I hear is, listen to the balalaka. <laughs> and it's so good. Like, how do you put that word in a song and make it sound good? But they did. I mean. Uh, <laughs> um, so this song had, I, I had no idea until I started doing this research for the this episode, but um wind of change there's this huge conspiracy theory about this song do you know what i'm talking about no i no. just know it's like a what's very like, like political inspiring yes. kind of or something you know so it was it was associated widely with like the um fall of the berlin wall in 1989 and then the end of the cold war in 1991 because it was all around the same time and um they so the conspiracy is that the CIA actually wrote this song and used it as like a really like covert operation of propaganda to spread the like yeah and um so I there's a whole podcast on it actually uh called wind of change and I started to listen to the podcast today because I had just uh heard about it and I only got to episode two it's I don't know how much merit it has. It kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of like the Paul McCartney really is dead. Oh, I just you know? thought of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of that conspiracy. This one, they did a lot more in-depth research and they spoke with like CIA agents or whatever. Um, but it was just, it's a little frustrating because the guy who's um, narrating it and who like did all the research and everything, he's like in his 40s and he was like, yeah, I'd never really heard of the Scorpions. I didn't know the song. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> and then he would say stuff like, well, they like they weren't really that well known in the U.S., but they were really well known around the world. And I was like, what? What? That's not at all accurate. <laughs> so I just kind of lo- I stopped listening to it just because I started to get frustrated <laughs> about that. But I mean, it it may be, I mean... Because you know that movie Argo, they reference this too in the podcast, mm-hmm. but like how that was like a covert operation to get those guys out. Yeah, that was cool. And yeah, yeah and they basically said like, hey, we're movie producer and mm-hmm. like we're making a movie, blah, blah, And that's like how they got him out. And so that's because I guess the whole thing was like the CIA realized that just like dropping pamphlets out and like that, like in your face propaganda wasn't working. So they had to do like a really subtle you know, and mm-hmm. like, we're going to do this, but it's going to come from scorpions who are like in the pinnacle of their career right now. And it's just going to mm-hmm. change the world. 
I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Um, but That's yeah, I had no idea. And the the band is like, uh, no, we wrote that song. Like Klaus said that he was sitting in Gorky Park, looking out the Moskva, um, when the river, when the song hit him, like mm-hmm. when he was writing lyrics in those. I believe that. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Or maybe they're in on it. Who knows? I don't know. Mm. But uh, it it goes along with their... It's not like an out-of-the-park song. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it goes along with their other previous work. So it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, all like of a sudden they... style. Yeah, exactly. Movie. Like, all of a sudden they have this huge ballad. No, mm-hmm. I think... I didn't think they no. did it. I don't believe the conspiracy, but that's just me. I didn't finish the podcast either, so who knows? Maybe I'll go back and, and listen to that because I don't want to knock podcasts. Podcasts are good. <laughs> listen to ours. A <laughs> um, couple more things and then we'll wrap up here. But they also recorded uh, Wind of Change in Russian and in Spanish. <laughs> and they, oh. yeah. Um, and it is one of the best-selling singles of all time, um, which... Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, it, I mean, that's why whenever he was like, yeah, I had never heard that song, I was like, what? <laughs> what? I feel Where? like everybody would have to recognize that intro whistle. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you're not only... Like, you're older than me. Of course you know this song. Shame yeah. on you for not knowing this song. Yeah, um, that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, so, 40 isn't that much older than us, I will say, because at first I was like, sheesh, but then I was like, man, I was like six years, seven years. I know. Years. <laughs> uh, oh, um, one last thing. Apparently that podcast is being adapted into a TV series for Hulu, so I'll probably watch that. And is then, it like only about conspiracy theories or why had he not heard of it, but he's doing a whole podcast on it? Uh, So he talks about this, his friend, he had a good friend who like years ago was told a story by a person like they're very like they can't say this because it's cia and they'll get in trouble and so these people won't talk but basically it's they heard from somebody who heard from somebody who heard from somebody that the cia wrote the song in like gave and it's it to a the whole Scorpions. series it's wow. a, like an eight episode series yeah and it's very Sheesh. along the lines of uh if you listen to the serial it's mm-hmm. very much in that format. Oh, so it okay. sounds like serial okay. and it kind of has like the music behind it and who's that's the way mm-hmm. he talks and stuff. Um, so it's mm-hmm. not it's not bad. It's actually good. But it, I was just getting frustrated. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. and especially because I had just done all this research on them. And I was like, what do you mean you don't know who they are? <laughs> yeah. um, OK, I also watched uh, this documentary. It's a 2015 documentary called Forever in a Day. And it's about it's like follows their far- farewell tour. Um, and it basically like them in, um, in Russia and like, they talk about, uh, the songs that they wrote and it kind of has some flashback stuff. Cause they really, there's not like a really good documentary that I found on them other than this one, but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Rudolph Schenker and Klaus Mine are the only two Scorpions to be featured on every single Scorpions album throughout mm. throughout their time. And they released their 19th studio album on February 25th of 2022. 
Like that's crazy. Like I said, these guys have literally been at it for over fifty years. That Man. is, I wonder if insane. they can like. I mean, I guess I always wonder this, but it's got to be hard to remember every album lyrics, oh. and yeah. if you have that many, oh yeah. my goodness. I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure to an extent, like, I mean, we know, a lot of people know tons of songs that they mm-hmm. love, so right, it could probably fill that many, but you have to remember the words, the exact, like, music of oh, it. Oh, the so. music, yeah. Yeah, and all the guitar solos, and the, mm-hmm. yeah, just the composition. I, I don't know how they do it, but they're still out there doing it, and if they ever come by me, I am going to make it a point to go see them, because I would love to you and i should go we see them. should we need to start going to more like well yeah just putting alerts on these well i mean like of the ones that we're doing and just being like let's go now because who knows how much longer <laughs> they'll be around to tour and i don't mean not that not morbidly but like, like yeah like, like maybe not they're not like, all of them are continuing the... to tour yeah in their 70s like that is really impressive really really impressive mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. yeah so that wraps up scorpions do you have anything you want to add about them that um, i didn't cover no i will say no one like you is the one that just sticks with me out of like their biggest songs that's mm-hmm. i mean i love winds of change and still loving you but no yeah. one like you is the one that yeah i love the most the only thing i want to add is <laughs> this is how like nerdy i was growing up um like and I used to, whenever I wrote papers, I would title them, like, mm-hmm. um, song lyrics or something. And I did, I wrote a paper in college about, um, <laughs> about, I forget what class it was for, some business class. And it was mm-hmm. about, like, the the changes in, like, business environment and how, like, older, more uh, tenured um employees don't want to accept change they don't want to um you know accept new policies and stuff so that, that was the whole paper and i label i titled it wind of change and i was like ew i hope i get an a just for this <laughs> <laughs> i thought i was being so clever mm, but that's cute yeah well <laughs> i don't know i probably i probably did pretty good in that class actually okay that brings us to our one hit wonder some people might not agree with this, but my choice was Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. Runaway train, never coming back. Runaway I don't know on that one. Way track. You don't know that one? And I don't know that one. Or that does not sound familiar. I can go I'm... where no one else can go. I... Mm. Nope. I can't. That does not ring any what? bells right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Oh, man. I didn't think I was going to stump you you got me I, you I got, got me you. i don't know that one yeah um okay so runaway train you i'm sure you would recognize it if you you listen to it if i did a better job singing it like ah, okay so it reached number five on u.s billboard hot 100 and it won a grammy for uh best rock song in 1994 uh-huh. um like i said some people are going to argue that they're not a one-hit wonder because they did have other hit singles on the billboard chart throughout the career but none that reached the level of notoriety that Runaway Train did. Oh, did you say 94 or 84? 94. 94. Okay. Yeah, 94. So they're kind of, okay. they're like an alternative rock band. Um, All right. Yeah. And that's why they're my pick for 
um, for this episodes. And oh my gosh, you have to listen to it now. I want to know. Can you like pull it up somehow? Or yeah, okay, okay. Let me pull pull it, up. it up and listen to it because I know you know this. Runaway song. train. Yeah. Okay, I have heard it. I don't know it though. I wouldn't be able to sing the words. Okay. I could just once it started going, I was like, oh, I I can hum with it. I know. Yeah. The tune, but I don't know the. I'm kind of proud lyrics. of myself now because you have always been like way, way better. Like you are an encyclopedia what? of music, all kinds of oh, music. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't you say are. more than you though. Not no. I I feel like you and I were pretty similar. Except for when it comes to like rap music, like yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. No, you know like every single word. I don't. I'm over here like Donkey Park. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, that's a funny reference. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, so. thanks, but no, I I didn't recognize that one at first. Okay, so you watched a little bit of the music video though, and mm-hmm. that music video features images of actual lost youth throughout the whole video. And with it, it shows, like, their full names and info mm-hmm. of where they went missing and, like, who to contact. And according to the director that um, – the director of the video, Tony K, 26 missing children were found after that video <gasps> received wow. wide airplay on MTV and VH1. So That is incredible. That is right? so, so, so cool. It gave me goosebumps because I was just like, man, like – that's. I think we talked about this That's maybe a, in a be- such a cool like a, way to tie in. The they're using their power for good. Like yes, it's so cool to see that. And wow, I love that. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put the link in our show notes. Yeah, which are do. on our website, by the way. Okay. If you can't, I don't think we've said that before. But you go to our website, which is on the link in our Facebook or Instagram, and if you click on the episodes of Scorpions, then there's like a little show notes and it has lyrics, but it might have pictures or whatever we reference. So. Yeah. But that is so cool. Yes. And I'm actually really glad you explained the show notes thing because there's so many times before I knew how to get to them that I would be like, mm-hmm. I don't understand because it'll be like link in bio. And I'm like, where the fuck is the bio? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what, where I'm supposed I just want the link. So thank you for explaining that. For yeah. Everybody. So on our Instagram, if you're on our, I'm going to use Instagram as the example. On our okay. Instagram, it has like the little circle profile picture, um, our name, and then there's like a little link our podcast website yes um on the top there yeah yeah so thanks for joining us i hope you learned a lot and know that it's gorky park not donkey park (laughs) (laughs) until next wednesday on we should plug all of our oh yeah stuff right like so check us out on instagram mm -hmm. at like the at sign rock and ramble podcast correct and also on Facebook, and you can also use the at sign on Facebook, which I didn't know that for oh, that's a while. Cool. I didn't know that you can, either. you can, like, you can type okay. it in, the, like, search as Facebook at Rock and Rainbow Podcast. Okay. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Till then, rock out and ramble on. Bye. Bye.